powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. So we're back to square one, it seems. This Calgary Flames team is frustrating at the best of times. And we're here to cover another loss here on Game Over Calgary. Welcome. My name is Audie James. And uh, before we even get any further, I'd like to introduce my... Oh, I always do that. I go this way as if the guest is on this side, but really the guest is on this side. Um, I need to get better at that. Uh, NHL YouTuber, all-around good guy, meter of Jerome McGinley, among other things, Mr. Johnny Hockey. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. That was actually nuts when I got to meet Jerome. Like I saw that I'm tweet, in- and I was like, there's no way. That was I couldn't believe it either. I froze and like I turned around and I just saw like his just beautiful bald head <laughs> and my jaw just dropped. I was like, this is insane. It took me like 10 minutes to get the courage to actually ask him, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> if you haven't uh if you haven't seen that picture, go over to his Twitter while well, Twitter's still around, uh at sub Johnny Hockey, but hockey with H-A-W-K-E-Y. Uh beautiful picture over there. Um I bet you you didn't bet on meeting Jerome McGinley, but if you do want to bet, you can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Football continues, basketball is back, and the hockey season is well underway. This isn't in the script, but I'm going to add World Cup coming up soon pretty quickly here for soccer. If you're into that, I'm sure Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow it up with the Flames who didn't play so responsibly tonight. Could use Sports Interaction's advice when talking about this one. Um, Before we get started and getting into the meat and potatoes, uh, if you haven't shared the stream already, please Go ahead and do that on Twitter. Like I said, while it's still around, share the stream. Hit like if you haven't liked it already. Uh, You're going to like what we have to talk about today. If you're a Flames fan, you might like it. You might not like it. But we're going to try to make it it good for you anyways. But before uh, we get too ahead of ourselves, what did you think about this this game? Like, like, just tell me, like, give me your Coles notes. If, If you didn't watch the game and you're a Flames fan, how would you describe this game to someone that didn't watch it? So to me, Flames fans know all too well that feeling of like out shooting the other team by like a crazy amount and still losing. And I'm just so sick of that feeling. And that's what happened again tonight. I don't know the final shots. I think it was like 40, 41 to 22, something like that. Sounds about right. I'm ripping my hair out because for years and years, doesn't matter if it's Bob Hartley, it's Gulletzin, it's Bill Peters, whoever you want. It's always the Flames having way more shots than the other team in big games like this and still somehow finding ways to lose. They'll do it with the light teams up sometimes, but I'm just so sick of seeing efforts like this where like, you need a guy like Kucherov to just rip one at some point, even though you have five shots and the other team has 35. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, I find myself saying thanks, Flames, for another tough watch. Um, but I don't want to be too... like. We're in a tough place right now because the Flames are... Let me pull out my notes here. Uh, oh, geez. As I lose it, I'm closing everything right now. But um, coming into this game, the Lightning are 9-6-1, and one, fourth in the Atlantic. Uh, the Flames were 7-6-2, fifth in the Pacific. Both teams coming in on two-game win streaks. And both teams kind of having their struggles 
leading up to this point in the season. And, you know, we're still pretty early on, so uh, those things are are easy enough to uh, eliminate. But now the Flames are 3-6-2 and two in their last 11 games. Um, they've shown signs of getting better, and then they just kind of take it away. Like you said, with shots on goal, like they're out shooting their opponents. Um, they're starting, like their first periods are almost always great. I think this one was a little bit boring, but they still kind of had a good first. Um, the second, they mostly dominated that the second half of the second period. Um, but I don't know what it's going to take for this team to click. I, I'm getting like a little bit impatient. I'm getting a little bit more and more frustrated with each passing game. It seems like, like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, like for you, like today I found myself sitting on the couch watching this game and I'm like, I miss Johnny Gaudreau. Yes. I miss Johnny Gaudreau so bad. Big time, dude. In the power plays too. Like I was just waiting for him to fly out of nowhere and bring it in on the yeah. bump back. And I just, uh, I was starving for Johnny or even just Kachuk to be in the scrums. Like it That's was... what I thought Kadri would do. Like, and, and, yeah, and all due respect to him because I think he's had, he had a really good start and then he's kind of tapered to be okay right now. But I miss that Nazem Kadri who plays with that edge and uh, maybe not Leafs Kadri who's, you know, slew footing and, and, and getting suspended and whatnot, but like a little bit of an edge. It just seems like he's so, de- he's like defeated right now. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. How do you see it? Uh, I mean, I agree. Like, the first few games I saw this guy, I'm like, okay, this is the face of the franchise. This is the guy who's going to carry the team on his back. He does everything for this team. And like you said, I feel like he's tapered off the past few games. Actually, the, more than the past few games. And like, he hasn't been bad. Like, he's been, to me, what a lot of people projected him to be, which is second line center. He's good, but not great. Although, it's $7 million bucks. I mean, I would like him to be a bit more than that. I know Huberdo 10.5, but we'll, I, I guess we'll talk about that in a we little will. bit. I thought he was great, but uh, Kadri, I mean, maybe it's because he was so great in the first few games, but I just, he's leaving me wanting more lately. Yeah. And I feel like you could say that for a lot of the flames right now. And um, you know, we talked, we talked about it on this show before with other guests and with Peter as well, just like it's a new system. It's a lot of new faces in new places and things like this don't always click overnight. They take time and, and you have to be patient and I've been preaching patiency, but at the same or pa- patiency, is that even a word? <laughs> like they got me all fucked up right now. Um, <laughs> preaching patience. Patience is not a word, but I'm going to get roasted for it in the chat. Um, but it, it's just, it's, it's difficult because I think we're at a point in the season where you think you'd like to see, a little bit more. I do think that things are starting to trend in a better direction. Um, I don't want to be too, too critical because, you know, the last two games prior to this, when they're playing a real good team in Tampa, we always know that uh, this is a good matchup. Um, but the prior two games before this one coming in, I was like, okay, we're starting to see a lot of things that were little problems previously start to get addressed and start to get fixed. Um, a little bit more responsibility in the defensive zone, which wasn't so evident tonight. Uh, less turnovers, better neutral zone play, and I found tonight, especially in the defensive zone, they 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 just they they weren't they they went back to that uh, that team that lost seven straight, and um, it was frustrating. And like I said, it was just a tough watch. Yeah, it was boring, man. Like again, 
40 some shots, but I bet you, if you look at like the high danger scoring chances, little, I really don't think there was much there probably. And uh, that's just, just so disappointing to me for a team like this. And I mean, I can't say I'm overly surprised when, look, I'm a, I'm a Lucic fan, but let's be real. Lucic should not be on that second line Mm-mm. alongside. He doesn't Mondo have a Pani. goal in like 60 games. Yeah, it's unreal. And then Lewis, even Lewis on the third line with Huberdo and Backlund. Like, I know there's injuries and stuff, but I just, I mean, I, I'm, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it's, to me, it's just like, what's going on here? I'm seeing way too much of Brett Ritchie, which, yes, he's had a great season. I love the four. He scored more than Huberdo. Yeah, exactly. As a four-liner, I think he's really, really effective. But as soon as you start asking more than that from him, like, you're asking for trouble. Like, that guy, Lewis, um, Lucic, like, these are the types of guys that should be living on the fourth line. And not your second power play unit either for Lucic. Exactly. Like, it's just I, frustrating. And that, that leads me back to a conversation that I've been having up until this time is just, like, is is Sutter making just knee-jerk reaction? Like a lot of people, and and I'm I'll be the first one to defend Daryl Sutter. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's you know very well decorated, and he's been doing this for a long, long time. I should not question Daryl Sutter, uh, especially in the position I am right now, talking about hockey and not coaching or playing. I have no right to be judgmental, but some of these knee-jerk reactions and and the ability to just seemingly throw people in position like Lucic on the second line or um there was a point where I can't even remember they were just the the, the lines were, it was almost like Glenn Gulletson era flames yeah. where he would just throw the lines in a blender and whatever came out is what came out but Chason with Goudreau and Monaghan and that type of stuff <laughs> remember that forever yeah. a flame Alex Chason yeah how could you forget um but before I get up too far on a tangent here let's let's read some of the uh comments here as I always mention you guys the more comments, the better. This is what uh, fuels our show is uh, is great interaction. Just make sure you're, you're being respectful to one another. And uh, if not, Robert's going to kick you out. And he's uh, Actually, I see two blue wrenches in here. Zach from Game Over Edmonton is in here as well. Um, and Zach saying, is transporting the puck the main issue? I don't think transporting the puck is the Flames' biggest problem right now. I think it, in... in you know, in, in like the neutral zone transition or transitioning out of their own zone. Yeah. Transporting the pucks a little bit of a problem. Uh, but I think moving the puck is, is more, would you agree? Moving the puck over transporting the puck is kind of the, uh, like they just, they're just not making good breakout passes from their own zone and it's leading to turnovers. We saw it after the, after the, um, God Lindholm was it Lindholm? I yeah, the Lindholm Cod- goal. Yeah, Lindholm, Kadri, whoever it was. I think it was Lindholm. Um, Ten seconds after that, it's a D-zone turnover. And we wanted to talk about... We'll talk about the Markstrom Muffin in a minute because I think we both share the same opinion on that. But there's that there's that D-zone turnover that the Flames are so notorious for uh, this year, and it leads to a goal. So would you agree? Like, moving the puck and, and the transition game has kind of been the problem? I mean... I like that observation a lot about transporting the puck. Um, we talked about it a bit where it's like they definitely miss Goudreau in that area a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really love that point about moving the puck because in all three zones, like 
they're so clearly just trying to force passes all the time. And Which seems uncharacteristic, down. right? Exactly, right? Like, I just... It's and not a, that just yeah. grinds my gears, right? With with guys like that. It's not evident of a Daryl Sutter system. It's just like it's. It, there's a lot of things that just maybe I'm getting too carried away with it. But there's a lot of little things that are just like you said, grinding my gears. And it's how you win, man. The little things. It's how you win. I know, and that's what I've been telling everybody all along. And you get it. Like it's it's the Flames aren't playing terrible hockey, but they're making a lot of little little mistakes that are costing turnovers that are leading to odd man rushes the other way. You know, a bad pinch in the offensive zone leads to a two-on-one. Dennis Dennis Gilbert had one today. It was it was you know it was a non-factor because I'm pretty sure the defender back was weaker. He got back and 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 made a, a good stick poke check to uh, to clear the puck away. But a bad pinch in the ozone leads to a two-on-one the other way when you only got one man. You know, it's just the little things like that. But anyways, I'm getting on a rant and I'm. I told you, I said to everybody on Twitter, I'm not happy. And this is my way of vocalizing it. It's just, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, let's get into more comments. Uh, by the way, 26 of you in here right now, there's definitely not 26 likes. Uh, maybe there is. Mine's not updated. But please, like the stream, share it on Twitter, uh, get more Flames fans, get more hockey fans in here, get all five Tampa Bay Lightning fans that apparently exist because that <laughs> arena was quiet as hell. Um, transporting with speed. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. JS Flames suck. Yeah, they did not play great tonight. Um, lots of low quality shots. Corsi filler makes you think they played better than they did. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, a lot of, <laughs> uh, we, we deem patience a new word in the English language like that. Uh, James Johnson, <laughs> JJ says, Ryan Huska for head coach. Let's ride sunglasses Ooh. emoji. <laughs> oh, that's I saw, I saw him tweet that out and I'm like, this man is about to get fucking raked oh. over the coals for that. Like, <laughs> Right after the extension. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take some balls. Yeah. Oh, JJ. Never change. Um... Is that the guy who did the wave in the in the? Oh, in that's the, James. Yeah, that's yeah. James. That's that. That's that. that that guy who took uh took control of my own show. Um, <laughs> do you think Sutter loves his guys like Luch and Trevor Lewis? Yeah, pretty much, Lindsay. You've uh, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, the, this Flames team is hurting me, Robert. You and I both, uh, and I'm sure you as well. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's it's been a it's been a tough go here, um, David. That's a lot of words. Look, I'm gonna just. It's a lot of words to read right there. There's like six, seven comments consecutively there. Um, I'm sorry that happened, or I'm happy for you, but I I, I ain't reading all that, bro. Um, <laughs> if you can sum it up in one quick message, I'll read it. But I'm not going back through all that. Uh, goaltending crisis, no question. Vladarin, Marky sits two games. Okay, that's a good comment to segue into what I wanted to bring up with you. Was Jacob Markstrom, who rightly or wrongly has been taking a lot of heat this year. And at the start of the year, I was beating the drum of, you know what? We know he's going through a bit of shit right now. He's he had a he reportedly had a flu that he couldn't kick that or that he did end up kicking, but there were a lot of repercussions. He just couldn't quite get back to a hundred percent. Um, that Oilers series definitely wasn't the best series to series to finish off with, uh, and then start the next season. So there's a lot of little things that I was like, okay, let this man settle in. I don't think all of this is on him, but let's go back to that muffin that you brought up. The one that was scored tonight, uh, by Philippe, Philip, Philippe, however the hell you want to call it, Philippe Myers, Philip Myers, Myers. Myers. 
We're just gonna call him Myers. I called him Felipe on a TikTok once, and I got absolutely crucified, <laughs> crucified by uh, Lightning and Flyers fans uh, and everybody, every other team he's played for. Anyway, um, Myers scores a muffin from the blue line, which was another D zone turnover. But at the same time, Markstrom's got to have that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I'm just, I'm so confused with Jacob Markstrom because I see stuff like that, and it seems like, like. You talked about Corsi. There should be an analytic for him, analytic for him, like muffin per game mm-hmm. for Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> but like the thing with him, it's like he lets in a muffin that just drives you nuts. But then he makes incredible saves too, and he plays great. Like the 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 save against Winnipeg, right? Where it's like you can't be mad at him, but you also are. Like I'm just so well, even confused. tonight. Yeah, he had some I, great I, saves tonight that kept them in. There was a. I could probably count if we watched back again, probably five that he had that could have broke this game wide open. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just confused, man. I don't, even, I don't even know how I feel about the guy anymore because he saves the game so many times, but like, I mean, they showed it on the broadcast and that just pissed me off so much when they showed it go off nothing and it just went straight in and he just completely whiffed it. That's when he just wasn't was ready. Lost. Like he just wasn't yeah. ready. He, he, He's been, I think the best way to say it is streaky, but like in-game streaky, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he'll make a 10-beller and then he lets in one like that. Um, so that kind of leads to the point brought up here by Keith in the comments saying, goaltending crisis, no question, Vladar, if I can get that one out, in, and Marky sits for two games. Do you agree with that? If, if, if you are Daryl Sutter right now, are you starting Vladar on Saturday against Florida? And then are you going back to him? Oh, God, my schedule is going to be all screwed up. I don't know what they play after that. I want to say Monday. Uh, I know they're on the road for six. But do you go back-to-backs on Vladar? You know what? I might. And not even just because, like, Markstrom needs a break maybe mentally to find his games more. Although we've been saying that for so long, right? Like how long of a break does he need? But for me, it's also just like, I like the idea of giving Markstrom more rest during the season than he got last year. So like, if, if this is the type of scenario where it happens and where it's a goalie controversy, mm-hmm. then so be it. But like, I've never been somebody who loves when the coach like rides his starter into the ground, like Daryl did with quick and with Kipper. Um, but I, to me, any chance I can get to see Vladar get more starts and Markstrom more rest, fine by me, right? And and I know the media is going to run with it, and I know it's going to become more and more of a story. But that's what you get when you miss a muffin that's coming right at you, and you should have had in your glove. Like, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, you know? I, you know, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, like I don't think you could have hit the nail on the head even more. Um. It's it's been a tough stretch. I I don't think he's to blame for everything. I don't want people to think that he's the punching bag on this show. That's not the case. It's just there's a lot of things going wrong. But on like that was a big goal, man. That was a big goal and then 10 seconds later that muffin, I know it was a D zone collapse and a missed assignment leading to another turnover in the defensive zone. So there's a lot of people that wear a hat on that play. But that being said, that's that your last line of defense has got to have that when everybody else fucks up. If everybody else fucks up, your last line of defense, which is your netminder, um, there's some guy that 
I don't know what his name is, Steve something, said, if you're a goaltender, you tend the goal. Um, and that's just a shot at the powers yeah. that be, but that's a great quote by Steve. Um, you tend the goal. You just got to stop that. Like, I feel like, I hate to say that I feel like I could have stopped that one, but I think I would have had a good chance of catching that one. I don't know. I may be beating this thing <laughs> to death. A um, lot of good comments in here as well. Um, you ever played goal? Did you ever play goal? No, like, I didn't. I was a defenseman. Okay. So actually, actually, funny story. Growing up, I played like, like when I was younger, the one league I was in before, it was like before house league, but like not quite like power skating. You actually like played games and shit. Um, mm-hmm. They would rotate goalies every week. So I played goalie like twice when I was, uh, when I was like seven, six or seven. Um, but aside from that, no, I'm too goddamn slow. I'm six four and just a fucking boat anchor. So <laughs> I sit on the blue line. Um, That's like the perfect build for a goalie. I know, I know. <laughs> if I if I was a little lankier, uh, I probably would have been the perfect goalie build in today's NHL. But um, actually, I I did play goal again one more time, not on ice. It was for the. Uh, do you do you ever remember the old um, hockey night in Canada or the CBC play on? Play on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did the one, the last one, or maybe not the last one. It would have been like 2015, 2014. No, it would have been 2015. Play on in Calgary uh, at Cross Iron Mills in the parking lot. And I uh, I was I was really bad, but I was in net. <laughs> so that was the, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, lots of good comments in here about the whole, um, the whole goalie controversy. Uh, first, first things first. Uh, there's a comment in here for you uh, from Alyssa Lee. It says, <laughs> I love Johnny Hockey. So there you go. Some some love in the chat for you. And I'm, I'm going to assume that you know who that person is. That's, uh, yeah, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, there you go. Some girlfriend love. Welcome to uh, to, to girlfriend uh, Johnny Hockey. That's uh, that's awesome. Thank you for stopping by. Hopefully she liked the stream. Hopefully, yeah. You got to get her to like that stream. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lindsay's saying, do you know the Muffin Man? Sorry, I hear... <laughs> I hear muffin and I have the quote from Shrek. That's fair enough. Uh, mm-hmm. If Marky could have hit 900, we would have four more wins on the season, ranked 38th right now. Yeah, that's a tough one to uh, tough one to read there. Markstrom's mm-hmm. muffins per 60 is off the charts. Yeah, JJ, you're right. Um, 40 shots seems like a lot, but a lot of empty calorie perimeter shots. Calgary definitely doesn't have a net front presence you'd expect in Sutter in a Sutter team with Kadri and Coleman. That's a really good point. Um, I'd love to see who that was. Justin with that uh with that comment because i couldn't agree more like for like we talk about 40 shots you and i talked about that earlier on in the show that's a lot of shots but how many of those are high danger shots probably like 15 10 to 15 percent of those are maybe high danger chances Mm -hmm. like a muffin like a muffin from the blue line Vassy gets a pat on it. It's an easy save for him, but it's still a shot for the Flames. And I know you pepper yeah. goalies with shots, and good that you get the the old cliches. You get pucks on that, good things happen. That's not always the case. <laughs> That's not. And the best way to put it is empty calorie perimeter shots, which the Flames are seemingly so good at. The, like how? Okay, twice. I'm getting on a bit of a rant here, but twice in the in the same shift. The first one was a Lucic faceoff win in the offensive zone. Because uh, Lindholm or whoever, no, it wouldn't have been Lindholm. It was Kadri. Got excused from the faceoff thought. Clean faceoff win. Right back to Nikita Zadorov. What does he do? Takes two steps in. Shot right in the belly pad. Okay. Probably not the best shot selection. Just don't do it again. You don't have traffic in front. You don't have nothing. What does he do? 
Faceoff comes to the exact same spot. Kadri wins it clean back to Zadorov. Takes two steps in. Shot right in the belly pad. Gobbles it up. There's two mm-hmm. shots right there that were nothing shots that Vasilevsky had a 100% chance to stop. Yep. And you're seeing yep. that more and more from everybody. Just weak shots, bad shots. I don't know. I'm Take take this away and, and let me... Like, tell me your two cents that yeah. I stop rambling here. No, I, I mean, I'm not going to be much better because I agree with you. And I'm, I'm going to say the same type of stuff where it's like, I mean, the amount of bread basket shots are just like off the chart. That's another one. Yeah. Bread baskets per 60. You could throw yeah. that in there. Muffins per like, 60, bread basket per 60. <laughs> yeah, like just the whole basket there, man. But seriously, like, I, I understand it's the NHL. Everything moves so fast. There's going to be a stick in the lane. There's going to be a body in the lane so mm-hmm. quickly. You have to get a shot off. And sometimes it ends up right in the crest. But I mean, there's, again, like you said, there's moments where guys have time to pick their spot. Or if you're not going to shoot it like right in the corner, Austin Matthews type, at least make it somewhat dangerous of a shot. Yeah. Like don't put it right where the goalie can just suck it up. And it's dead, like you're saying. So, I mean, or shoot for a I, rebound, right? Do something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Make is, is it a lack move. of focus, or I don't, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I don't see other teams, good teams at least, doing it as much as the Flames do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. Um, I think we're in agreement on that too. It's just, it's, it's been frustrating. It's just been a tough, mm-hmm. uh, tough little stretch here. Like I said, I, what was the stat? The Flames are now. Three, six, and two in their last eleven games. So out of a, excuse me, potential twenty-two points, the Flames have eight in their last eleven, which isn't wow. good when you when when teams like Vegas are running away uh, mm-hmm. with the division. That's just a goddamn good team. That's a damn good hockey team. Um, the they're Oilers scared. have the yeah, they're they really are. They're scaring they're scaring the hell out of me. There's this guy who plays on that team. Uh, geez, what's his name? Jack something. Could have been a flame. Could have been a flame. Could have been. How? Uh, there's another guy too. Mark. Michael. No, oh, not Michael Stone. Mark Stone. That's the one. Could have been mm-hmm. a flame. How many times yeah. have we heard that? Again, I'm getting down a goddamn rabbit hole that I'm I'm not going to be able Hall. to dig myself out. Taylor Hall. There's another. How many times mm-hmm. have you heard? Oh, the flames have been in on this guy. Um. Yeah. So here's a question on that then. And and before we do that, um, 24 of us in the chat right now. Uh, we got a little bit of time left here on our zoom call 24 in the chat. Please be sure to like the stream. Uh, be sure to share it on social media as well. So we can get, uh, some more people as we're going to wrap things up and put a bow on today's episode of game over Calgary. But as we're here talking about some of the, uh, missed players that the flames have been in on, but not acquiring, what do you think? What do you think they do here? There's a clear lack of scoring wingers speedy wingers i don't know what you want to call it i think that the wing wing depth is being questioned here uh the blue line could use some help do you go explore the trade market it, it's pretty evident to me that a guy like maddie phillips jacob peltier connor zary as you're wearing a calgary wrangler sweater probably mm-hmm. not gonna and, and what a damn nice logo that is <laughs> probably not gonna get a shot with daryl yeah. sutter as the head coach um what do you think? Do you do they explore the trade market? I mean, I've been banging that drum for a while where I would I would love to see notably Phillips get a shot. 
Uh, I, I just, I really think, I understand people saying, okay, if he was good enough, he would have got a shot by now. I understand that. It, it makes sense. It's logical, but I just, I'm maybe it's naive of me, but I seriously think that if they gave him a shot, they put him on like the third or second line, put him where Lucic was tonight. I think he would be able to, to do well. I really do. I'm on that Matthew Phillips train. If, if they're not going to go down that road, like if Daryl just refuses to even look in Matthew Phillips's direction, um, I really do think you have to look at the trade market in some way. And I understand like we're not playing NHL 23. Like (laughs) obviously I would love to go and get William Nylander, right. For like a fourth round pick and Michael Stone, but it's not going to happen. Um, Patrick Kane, same type of thing. But I mean, I, I do think they need to do something. I talked on YouTube about um, Josh Anderson, and I do like that as an option. But again, he's got term and he's got a lot of money that you got to pay. He's injury prone. And is he worth it? It is also because it's not just the assets you'd have to give up. But again, he's got term at over 5 million bucks. Um, he's a good player and he's big and he's strong and he's mean, but. I mean, does he really fix your problems? I don't know if he. Mo- I don't know if he moves the needle. Like, I don't know if yeah. he really makes them that much better than the problem that they're in right now. Um, I know a lot of people have been banging on the Timo Meyer drum. San Jose is kind of, but that's going to cost you. Um, yep. He's young too, so it's double cost. It's going to cost you. So I, I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what a trade looks like. I don't know what the Flames do here. Um, it's interesting though. I do think that something needs to give. It needs to be either via trade, uh, via a call up, a miraculous Matty Phillips call up, as as JJ's in the chat saying Matty Phillips love as we we interviewed him on our previous podcast. He's just a great dude and um, and a great player. So um, I don't know. I don't know what the Flames are going to do here, but uh, something needs to give because mm-hmm. I'm tired of hosting game over Calgary and covering losses. Losses yeah. are not fun. Um, not just and- <laughs> Ben, but like, like I, I accidentally butt dialed the fireplace channel, <laughs> uh, halfway through the game. And I was like, man, this is almost more fun to watch than the flames game here. So but not just losses, I've never heard anybody up. say that they sat on the remote and it's a butt dial. That thing, that's a top five yeah. quote of the night. Somebody, somebody yeah. clipped that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's put a bow on the episode. We'll, we'll quickly run through the rest of what we missed here in the chat, and then we will wrap things up here on uh, tonight's edition of Game Over Calgary. The Flames losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, hey, guys, Lightning fan here. Flames energy was amazing, just a little too desperate to shoot the puck. You have to displace Vassy, or he's going to stop 99 out of 100 shots, which is something that we saw. Um, and that that goal with traffic in front and... That's the way you got to beat a goalie like that when he's playing as hot as he was tonight against the Flames because he was stopping everything. Everything was being stopped by uh, Andre Vasilevsky. So um, sure. that was that's that that comment's very true. And thank you for stopping by uh, Tropical Hockey TV. It's much appreciated uh, here on Game Over Calgary. Uh, do you trade Coronado for a game changer? Ooh, good I question. don't know. That's a that is a good question because. What's Coronado going to be? I don't know. He hasn't played a game of pro yet. He looks very good in uh, in college right now. But um, I don't know. I don't know what he is or what he can be. I, I think I would mm-hmm. because I want to see success now. Like the Flames window is, is only going to be open for 
so much longer uh, with all these contracts and all these guys under big money deals. So I don't know. I I, I think I would. Would you? I, I'm very high on Coronado. Just mm. from what I've seen, I, I like him a lot. And I think... I think he's a really good player in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I would also look at moving him. But again, it depends like what other GMs think of him, right? If, if exactly. a, a GM is going to be valued as like a, a second liner, you're not going to get anything great for him. Uh, I, like again, I I I see him as a, a top six, top line producer type guy. Um, but again, who's to say like other GMs do as well, right? So I mean, it just depends what you're looking at and how other people value him. Yeah, exactly. No, I would agree, but I would, uh, I would at least entertain the idea. Okay. This is going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you're listening back this episode, if you're watching live this version of game over Calgary, huge, thank you to my guest. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Please use this time. Shameless plug. What are you up to? Where can the folks find you? And, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, I want first of all, thank you so much, Audi, for course. having me on. I appreciate it. it was so much fun. Of um, course. I mean, I was gonna plug my Twitter at sub Johnny Hockey <laughs> because I love Twitter, but Twitter's going down tonight or something. We'll see, like, yeah, tonight. So, I mean, if you want to follow me at sub Johnny Hockey, I'm gonna try to stay on there. If not, I'll plug my MySpace next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just on YouTube, uh, Johnny Hockey, uh, H A W K E Y. Uh, you can find me there as well. Uh, and again, thank you, Audie. Of course, of course. Be sure to go uh, and subscribe to uh, to his content. It's good stuff. Uh, trust me when I say it's good stuff. Uh, lots of good things over there. Um, thank you guys for stopping by and watching. If you're listening back on playback, be sure to... Uh, what's the old saying they say on YouTube? Make sure to smash that like button. <laughs> kill that subscribe button. And I don't know. Just give it a rate. Make sure you listen, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that good stuff. And thank you for watching on YouTube. We will be back on Saturday. I will not be hosting. Uh, Peter Klein will have your Game Over Calgary call on Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Start for the Calgary Flames in Florida. On behalf of my guest, Johnny Hockey, and myself, Audie James, thank you so much for stopping by and watching Game Over Calgary, and we will see you in the next Flames game. Adios. by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.